Hi. Surprise! Hello, everybody. For those of you who have just hopped on and are expecting to see Sarah, you're not in the wrong place. You're absolutely in the right place for week six's mindset call. But unfortunately, Sarah is unwell today. So I am at the helm in her stead. She is so super, like, so super sorry to not be here with you, especially since this is week six. She loves you all hugely and promises that she's going to be watching this back afterwards, which to me is an indicator of saying as many rude things as is possible so that we can give her a massive shock that is totally not in brand. <laughs> so I'm human. This is slightly last minute. I'm a little bit nervous, so please treat me gently today, being entirely at the helm. Of course, Sunny is in the background there. Say something, Sunny, and they will be able to actually see your face. I don't think anybody's actually seen your face. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> there we go. Look, she's live. She's not just an Instagram post. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> so Sunny's on chat duty. I am not as dexterous as Sarah in terms of being able to read and coach at the same time. So I most probably won't be checking the chat, but I'm sure Sunny will keep you very well covered. Um, in terms of housekeeping, sometimes these calls tend to run a squidge over. If you need to leave on the hour, that's absolutely fine. You're totally, you're, you're, I, I give you permission to do that. Um, but as I said, they may run over a little bit. Um, is there any housekeeping that I need to go through? Oh, I probably need to introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sally Hardy. I am a mindset coach. I'm the mindset coach that um, Sarah has very beautifully entrusted me with some of your brains. Um, we have some great submissions today. The whole, like my ethos is you being you and I think that's one of the reasons why Sarah invited me in as a mindset coach because it dovetails so beautifully with her teachings and her learnings the idea within this is that we um, we cover any of the mindset blocks that are getting in the way of you doing that showing up as your authentic self which frankly is one of the most terrifying things that we can do at any point let alone on social media and that we can help you move to the next stage I already love you all in advance which is good. And I would love to talk to Nikki, Nikki Redwell. If Nikki is here, can you please unmute? Oh yeah. Say something. Hi, how are you? All right, thank you. I'm good, thank you very much. Ooh, love your paintings. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Nikki, thank you so much for your submission. Would you like to give everybody a bit of an overview on what it is that you'd like coaching on today? Yeah, sure. Um, God, I'm nervous, sorry. Um, so am I, that's okay, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a teacher and an artist and I kind of, I'm still kind of in the, you know, school profession, but I've kind of broke away a little bit and kind of made my own company. And um, I teach art to children from sort of four-year-olds to adults up to 80-year-olds. So... But my struggle is from like past experience. So I've always been one of those people, you know, I just went to school, did the job I needed to do. I was all sort of a middle road person. Um, but, you, you know, you get people who kind of put you down, and I'm sure lots of people can empathise with that. Um, and those niggles kind of stay put. So some, somebody said to me once that, 
oh, you can't talk properly. So now when I'm like here, I mean, my heart is pounding at the moment. You know, in the future, I would love to, you know, do podcasting or do an online course. But if I was to watch it back and kind of, you know, look at how I project myself or the way I talk, I I have that niggle in my head thinking, oh, I can't do this. You know, I'm not somebody that can sort of express myself the way I should and even with my writing you know doing a piece of writing I have to be a perfectionist with it I I feel like I'm failing on it if I don't get it right so when I do a piece of writing like blogging or even my Instagram posts it takes me ages because I'm faffing with it all the time because I'm having that niggle in my head um so yeah I just need to sort out the perfectionism the nerves I'm just shaking at the moment. Am I right when I'm with a class of children? It's totally different. But when it's with adults, I'm just, I just find it, I just want to get the nerves out of my system. I just find it, I just feel like I'm being judged all the time. And it's kind of, well, you are. Yeah. Not by anybody else. Yeah. Don't you just have this inner voice? Like, yeah. oh, and your bed. inner voice. So I like Sarah uses a, a monsters under the bed analogy, and I use a people on the bus analogy. For I have this theory that when we're born, we get given the keys to a bus and a bus. And when we're little tiny, we don't know how to drive, and our feet don't reach the pedals, and we don't really know what a destination is, or let alone where we are. So we have people on the bus who help us. We have our primary caregivers, and they show us how to drive. They reach the pedals for us until we can reach them for ourselves, and they suggest destinations. And they may be best intentioned and they may be a bit shit. And during our life, other people get on the bus. Other people, teachers that we had at school, maybe friends that we had, maybe someone who once told us that we're no good at talking or we don't express ourselves clearly. And these people all take the seats at the back of the bus. So as we're driving through life, we've got all of this chatter going on. Mm. These people, these voices. And no one ever tells us that it's our fucking bus. Yeah. Actually, they can get the hell off the bus, thanks very much. Mm. If that's not helpful, all you're doing is sitting here telling me where you want me to go but it's not your bus it's my bus Mm. you're telling me how fast you want me to drive and what we should be doing on the way who we should be stopping of your friends to pick up totally optional you can take them off the bus yeah but when we've had these thoughts for a super long time what age were you when you had this conversation do you know um I was in my early 20s. I was about to go into te- well, learning to teach, to teach training okay. part. So, All right. So you're going into a profession. Yeah. So you're going point. into a profession that requires, you're sorry, you're how old now? 38. Oh, good. <laughs> you're going into a profession that requires you to talk. Yeah. To teach, to articulate. Mm-hmm. And you've got this really noisy bugger on the bus telling you that that's like the thing that you can't do, mm. the thing. But of course you're going to feel nervous. That's, that's an entirely natural response to that because you're standing in front of a class and maybe you don't feel the judgment 
quite so much comes from children because, well, what do they know? But the adults, they know how I'm supposed to be talking. They know how I should be presenting myself, how articulate I should be. Mm. So when you stand up to talk in front of a a group of adults or you consider doing that, you want to start a podcast. Yeah. And you have this thought, but I, I can't talk in a way that articulates properly and you feel nervous because of that thought and then 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 my speech goes that's the first thing it goes it's 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 hard so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah it's almost like that the wiring between the brain and the voice box just shuts off and I just don't it's horrible feeling (laughs) I just don't know what how to kind of you have a beautiful brain that is doing exactly what it's supposed to do it is Mm. genuinely doing what it's supposed to do By starting something like a podcast, you are making yourself more visible, which Mm. for any of us humans, all of us out there, is already, we're sort of moving into garden variety trauma, making ourselves visible. If we're moving into it in a way that our brain already tells us we're going to fail at, we're kind of throwing ourselves under a bus. Mm. If we do that, that I'm going to do this, regardless of what my brain says, regardless of the danger. And then we begin to dissociate. But the other option is that we don't do it at all because of what our brain is telling us. Yeah. But what your brain is telling you isn't the truth. Okay. Why do you want to do a podcast? I just, I'm really passionate about art and I feel that art, certainly in the curriculum, isn't being taught as well as I want it to be taught. And and I, and I also think as well, adults need it for their mental health and well-being and just part, you know, we go to the gym to, to relax and exercise and get, you know, get the endorphins going. But when art can be the same thing, but not everybody wants to go to the gym. Some people want to paint and I want to try and help people like educators and help adults and help kiddies, you know, to, to, to kind of bring art into their lives in a better way and have it more educated in a better way, because I just feel that it gets pushed. You know, it's all about maths. It's all about English. Um, And I just feel that art is really important. And that's what I want to kind of get across. What kind of a a role model do you want to be in that space? I just want to inspire people. I just want people to wake up and think, art is needed. Art is is such an essential skill and I'm really passionate about it. But I just feel like I'm this little person. I was always like that person at the back, really quiet at school, in this little box, like trying to get out and kind of go, look, this is what you should be doing. But I just feel like I'm still in the box. (laughs) That's what I mean. Yeah, but so you, so I think what you're telling me is yeah. that people who do who have a deep passion yeah. in the creative world in art yeah. and who find a parallel with art and helpfulness and mental health have to be big and brash and bold. Yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Oh, well, I just need yeah I just want people to just see things in I don't know just 
just kind of open their eyes into the creative and in, 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 I just want to just inspire people just to think that art and maybe not just art just all sorts of subjects regardless of maths and English I just want them to see that you know there is beauty in other subjects not just maths and English what's the difference between maths and English and art yeah well I think art kind of comes into the writing and and that and I don't know it's just I don't it's hard to express (laughs) it's really hard to express myself (laughs) I'm wondering when you look at maths yeah there's a right answer that's it and when you look at art there's interpretation there is there's beauty there might even be a bit of space for imperfection yeah because I'm always one of these people that say it's about process and not product as well so So if you were talking to somebody Mm. who felt that they couldn't express themselves but nonetheless wanted to Mm. because they believed they could make an impact both in the creative and in the educational and in the mental health world yeah who was filled with passion that it was very very clear for you and everybody else that could see and hear them how passionate they were how would you encourage them to show themselves it's just giving them confidence that's what I want to do is just give them confidence to allow them to express themselves and allow to make mistakes and you know just give it a go give them yeah just yeah just allow allow it that way yeah just to yeah I just want to then just to try yeah that's everything that you've just said is something I need to do (laughs) thanks yeah we always have our own answers yeah the people who are our people Mm. have usually had some form of resonant journey to ours there is a message that we need to give ourselves that is a message that is important to more than us you have your message you have your passion you have your why and you've just given yourself the process yeah this is not about being a perfect talker. Even if that person were right, which from personal experience, they weren't. Okay. But even if they were, mm-hmm. so what? Yeah. Are you going to let that stand in your way? What are you prepared to feel? Are you prepared to feel like you get it wrong sometimes mm. for your why? To influence the creative the educational are you prepared to love yourself through all of that Mm. and through the days that you will just sit there tongue-tied because I do yeah and I'm quite confident now on camera but I didn't used to be no ever like genuinely if you had told me even a year ago that I would be doing this today I would have thrown up in my own mouth yeah. And I slightly threw up in my own mouth when Sarah asked me to do it. In fact, I, I texted her back, like, you know, one of those little green faces. Yeah. Yes, of course. 
no problem. And I'm sweating at the moment. <laughs> Just, sorry. But this is a normal <laughs> response to exposure. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a problem. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just combating the, it's just being confident and combat. Can't even speak. Combat. Yeah. Well, that's confidence. <laughs> that's because you slipped back into that old, you went, I got sweaty. Yeah. I know, I recognize yeah. this. It's because I can't talk. That's, that's all that happened there. Yeah. You've just got a circuit of your body going, I yeah. feel oh, that means. And actually, you're sweaty because you're talking in front of people. Yeah. And you're nervous. Then, I'm yeah. sweaty because I'm talking in front of a lot of people <laughs> and I'm nervous yeah it's a perfectly normal physiological response you have just coupled a thought to it yeah. which you can very easily choose to uncouple mm-hmm. decouple yeah. uncouple <laughs> separate <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> okay. so I like to think of oh my Siri just turned itself on no thank you Siri um, I like to think of when I get stuck in these kind of these perfection bits, yeah. who do I want to be? I want to be the person who is the role model for children and mm-hmm. for peers who can show up as a whole human, who can allow myself to get it wrong, to be scared, to get a bit sweaty, to throw up my own mouth, still show up. Because when I show up like that, it gives other people permission to. Okay. And I love myself anyhow. Yeah. Even if I have a catastrophic disaster, which has happened. Yeah. Because I loved myself and I'd made the decision in advance that whatever happened, I was going to do that. I wasn't scared of how I was going to feel in the future. So rather than being unconfident because of a desire for perfection, mm-hmm. could you come across as confident or find within you confidence in imperfection? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, because that's me. I'm an imperfectionist and clumsy person. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because it, that's your strength. It is about imperfection. It's not about being perfect. A hundred percent. And you're de- the environment that you're going into. You're shaping young minds, or you're shaping the minds of people who will shape young minds. You're working within the mental health arena. Frankly, mm. the last thing that any of those environments need, in my opinion, mm. is perfection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. All of you. Mm. all of your passion, all of your imperfections, all of your fear, all of the people on the bus that you get to choose, whether they come with you or not, Mm. all of that is you and you're perfect for this. Perfect for it. In fact, you're the only person who can do it. Mm. And I don't mean that from a pressure point of view because it's always your choice, what you do or don't do in the world. Okay but you are the only person that can do this, how you're going to do it. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> I will do it. Again, that's, that's not yeah. meant as a pressure. That's yeah. you know, quite the opposite. That's, yeah. you know, the relief of knowing that you're not in competition. Yeah. That you're not trying to prove yourself to somebody else. Mm. Yeah. How does that feel? 
yeah it's it's certainly wired a few links i think in my brain it's just yeah i just need to, i like the you know you describe the bus uh, just need to turf them off i think there's a couple of people I just need to turf off <laughs> yeah sarah once coached me about um i think we've mentioned it actually before in these calls um the boardroom who do you have sitting at your boardroom table? And she had been given it, I think, by somebody else. And she said, when I noticed, when I looked around and I noticed all the people that I was taking advice from, I mm. realized that I hadn't put them in position. I hadn't given them that role. Okay, yeah. And if I were to give people roles, I'm slightly bastardizing what she's saying, but yeah, go with me. Sarah, sorry. Um, if I were to give people roles, if I were to give them the position of authority that I have given these people, it wouldn't be these people. Mm. So that person who told you that you couldn't speak properly or articulate yourself mm -hmm. in a way that people should, do you want to have him as a position of authority in your life? Or her? Made an assumption there. No, no, I don't. <laughs> So you get to go, actually, I'm second a lot of you. Mm. And I'm going to choose who I want to sit. My board of directors. Yeah. I have no, to say, when she gave me this, the first person I promoted was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there is no one who could love me more through absolutely, like, I could, I could just be the most awful person in the world. Yeah. And that dog loves me more than life. I was like, that, I need that in my camp. I need that unconditional, pure mind just that adores me. I've got a fictional character. And I tell you, as much as I love my family, I have no family members on it. Yeah, that's true. Not because I don't care for them, no. but because, you know, where they want me to go in life, they think will protect me, but it might not be where I want to go in life. Yeah, that resonates a lot, actually. Yeah. And when you're in that place, when you have your board of directors, you get to ask their opinion and be sovereign mm. as to the parts of those opinions that work for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> Much appreciated. You're very welcome. Yeah, I look forward you. to your podcast. <laughs> yes. Sweaty, 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 sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You're wonderful. You're absolutely brilliant. Right. Thanks. Go so enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, I've got to see. Take some lovely big deep breaths as well. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thank, Thank you very much. Right. This is for me to not hit end. No. Right. Brilliant. Okay. I need to breathe to you. To breathe in, you must first breathe out. That is what I had forgotten. Okay, please may I speak to Georgina. If Georgina is here, please may you unmute yourself and come forwards. Hello. Have... Oh, we have a Georgina. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, also feeling very nervous, so uh, lots of empathy. Brilliant. I think it adds to the nerves when you see a face that is the only face that isn't also the face that you expect to see. So I apologize in advance for the fact that I might be adding to the nerves. 
no, 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 no. It's just, just being visible, isn't it? That's what makes you nervous. Yes, rightly so. So, rightly so because you're human, not rightly so because you're visible. Okay. Would you like to give everyone a summary of what you would like coaching on today, Georgina? Yes, um, I think I would call myself someone who has a really busy mind. Um, mm-hmm. I have lots of ideas. I felt like I get distracted by all the pretty things that are going on in life. Um, I would talk about everything or, or want to share everything um, if I could. So I, I tend to have a lot of ideas, but when it comes to creating content, I either post something and then think, oh, that's that's not really what I'm trying to say, or um, maybe it's not good enough, or... I have so much that I want to share that then I get myself tangled with well, which one shall I share? And I just get myself in a, a pickle. Okay. So it's either not enough or it's too much. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Why? Um, and I, I know that the not good enough is obviously like a perfectionist side of it but then the the too much bit is that I want to like particularly like whether it's Instagram or whether it's a blog or or, or whatever I I want to connect with my my followers and my customers so that they like enjoy and look forward to what I'm going to post mm-hmm. whereas if I maybe in my mind with the, the all the things that are going on I feel like they might be like well what 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 is what what is she what is like especially as I'm a product-based business too um like what is this like what what is going on so I suppose I, I want to have a theme one to keep my own mind kind of calm and keep posting rather than getting overwhelmed um but also so that my followers can look forward to what I'm going to post rather than it being a bit random so there is the strategy mm. Sarah talks a lot about the Instagram strategy of it mm. But what I'd love you to hear is what you think your customers think. There's yes. too much going on. This is all a bit random. I don't know what she's saying. There's a lot of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Where do you think those thoughts are coming from? The thoughts that you think are your customers? Probably not really my customers at all. When you talk about the bus, um, I'm probably, it's probably people that are on my bus that maybe shouldn't be there if thinking about it now, right. that maybe it isn't my customers. It's because they're not telling me it's too much, I don't think. Oh, Pray I don't tell. think. I don't know. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm... You do know. Take a big deep breath. If you're comfortable, take a big deep breath and close your eyes, please. If you're comfortable, if you're not comfortable, that's absolutely fine. Take another big deep breath, please. One more. Now, when you go to post and you have this feeling of overwhelm because of the thought you've got too much going on in your brain Mm -hmm. where do you feel it in your body uh 
prayed two places, one in my head and borrow one uh, by my heart. Uh -huh. Okay. What does it feel like? Does it have a color or is it dense or light? Does it move? If you could just describe it. Uh, well, probably like fast, fast moving and lots of colors maybe. Fast moving, lots of colors. What else? Is it restriction? Tell me about that. What does that feel like? Um, Oh, I don't know, I'm fine. I'm really, I'm like sort of panicking now. It's okay, you're safe. You're safe. Take a deep breath. feeling has been avoided for a really long time. It hasn't been allowed. This fast moving, multicolored feeling in your chest has been restricted. But I mean, I am, I am posting what I want to post. So I think that's why maybe I'm a bit confused because I, I am, but maybe I would like to post like more often and more, feel more comfortable and sort of um, happy doing it. Okay. The reason that I wanted you to, to feel how this was and to describe it subjectively, this feeling, was because I could tell you're all up in your head and you are, I like to think when people talk about overthinking, it's not necessarily mm. they are thinking something, thinking a thought to bits. Overthinking is overruling. We are overthinking our body. Mm -hmm. And your body's just saying, I've got so much shit to share with the world. And your brain is going, but that's not the right way to be. There are rules. There are things that I should be doing. Yeah. And if I do that and I'm visible while I'm doing it, oh, like death. Yeah. <clears throat> but it just has loads of ideas. What's the problem? I suppose I'm thinking that they are like the wrong ideas. So that it's either not good enough or, or yeah okay what what if you put an idea out there and it's not good enough although I'm not quite sure that good enough has been defined but let's mm. just play with a worst case scenario mm. um I know I can tell myself that, that that's it, it like I'm not I'm nothing no harm's gonna come to me like I'm it's fine like I know I can logically tell myself that and I would tell probably somebody else that. Mm -hmm. But 
I suppose it probably comes down to maybe perfectionism that I, I have to and, and staying within like staying within the lines. I mean, it's funny I'm saying this and I know exactly where this is all coming from, that it's, yeah, that, that I've got to be obviously quiet and not share, not, not, have, not have a voice, or not, not, not have a voice, but like maybe only have one type of voice. Like, like I'm, yeah. I can just, yeah. Yeah. Be small, be kind, mm. be polite. Don't have multiple ideas. Mm. And this really upsets me because this is the cultural stuff mm. that is the water that we swim in. Mm. Don't dress like that. You'll get attention and it'll mm. be the wrong kind and it'll be your fault. Mm. Don't say that because then you'll be in conflict. Conflict's bad. You're not allowed to get angry. You're not allowed to defend yourself, but you're not allowed to attack. You're too much and you're not enough. Mm. What fucking box do we need to live in? I know. That hits all of these categories. Yeah. I know it's not possible. But what I also want you to hear without any judgment of yourself Mm. is how you've accepted these thoughts Mm. as the right ones yeah and they're not or they don't have to be they can be if you choose if they serve you then great and if they don't serve you they were just made up by some bullshit person a really long time ago my mum sent me a post the other day saying traditions are just peer pressure from dead people which i thought was brilliant absolutely fabulous someone Mm. made these rules up to serve them, for them to prosper and thrive. And when I say that, I actually say it without judgment to culture because that's the human brain at work. Mm. It's the same reason gender issues exist, racial issues exist, age issues exist, sizes issues exist. Someone, somewhere in a position of power at some point to find a rule and then it spread like wildfire. Mm. So sometimes we kind of have to decolonize our brain. There is no hierarchy of them and me. I'm human. Mm. I am valuable. I cannot, you cannot possibly be too much. If you were genuinely too much, you would die, actually die. And you can't be not enough because if you were genuinely not enough, also you would die in real life. You are perfect with all of these multi-cutters of ideas. The more you try and restrict them, it's like putting a top on a volcano come out somewhere else mm-hmm. it's not because of perfectionism perfectionism is a symptom okay. if you knew that everything every expression of yourself was perfect and exactly 
exactly how you were supposed to be. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So when I say perfect, I don't mean, I'm not thinking perfectionism, <clears throat> using that word because it's in your brain. I am exactly what I'm supposed to be right now. I am expressing exactly what I'm supposed to be expressing right now. If I'm scared, I'm exactly supposed to feel scared. Radical self-acceptance. If you knew that you were safe to feel all that, what would you do? Well, firstly, I feel relief. <laughs> um, and I would just, I would just share what I've enjoyed, what I've like, I enjoy creating a photo or, or some experience or, or whatever product I've made, I would just share it and, and feel like that's, like I want to connect with the world. So that would feel good. You're connecting with yourself. And that connection connects you to the world. Mm. What do I want to do? I love doing this. I'm mm. going to do this. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you are exactly, exactly right. Thank you. How are you feeling? Um relief in a way because I, I that was all inside me <laughs> um and I'm obviously gonna I think I'm gonna have to sort of talk to myself in that way to remind myself when I get into that cycle of busy busy oh my goodness and and like I can't but I'm gonna have to say like that actually as I am that's that's how I'm meant to be and I yeah that's that's something I think I need to have a chat with myself about <laughs> with love and compassion so a lot of habits get built up over time and a lot of advice comes from the back of the bus mm. a lot of it and a lot of times we feel guilty chucking that advice off for some reason mm. i don't know i think it's a bit of a shitty advice for me but they thought it was good they meant it well yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. get rid get rid but mm. a shortcut and this is for everybody out there when you're spinning when you're up in your head spinning mm. And it can show up as many things. It can show up as perfectionism, confusion, comparison. When we're spinning and we are, in effect, um, preventing ourselves from moving forward, just ask yourself how you're feeling. How does this feel in my body? And it doesn't need to be given a name like anger or sad, or because these also are imbued with cultural things. There are biases within those words. So describe it neutrally. You can, it's blue, it's light, it's, it moves. Mm. It was heavy, now it's this. Mm. It's pushing. Just descriptive terms. And the more you practice doing that, the more your body goes, all right, we really are one unit. That's exactly how we're supposed to be. Let's do this thing. Or let's not do this thing we never have to do anything no either way is okay either way is exactly right 
Mm. You're fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with all of us. I'm sure that that is going to resonate with a lot of people. (laughs) Sorry for crying. (laughs) Not at all. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much, Georgina. Oh, love, 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 love. Okay, do we have Sarah White? Wait, Sarah White, Sarah White. Sarah, do we have a Sarah? Yeah, hi, I'm here. Hi, wait, White. Wait. Sarah White. Hi, how are you? you? Apologies, um, I've got a, I've got hay fever. (laughs) Oh no, that's totally unacceptable, that needs to stop. I know, I'm trying hard. (laughs) You're allowed to have hay fever. Sarah, thank you so much for your submission. Yeah. Would you like to give a summary of what it is that you would like coaching on? Oh, um, well, a lot of what kind of you were saying up with um, Georgina and everything seems to um, kind of resonate with me is kind of that whole um, imposter syndrome, um, looking at other accounts and going, oh, my gosh, they're doing so amazingly. Oh, I can't possibly Mm. go like that. And it's getting the message going, oh, mine is just going to be compared to somebody else. But um, an awful lot what you were saying with Georgina was just um, I just sat there and went, oh my gosh and I'm taking notes going that is so right I need to change the perspective on it so I'm just yeah it is sometimes almost I wouldn't say more beneficial but sometimes it is as beneficial watching somebody else get coached on something that resonates because your brain isn't going and I'm on screen ah (laughs) you can just like it's chillaxed and it can just absorb all of that yummy information yeah it's um it, it I suppose as well kind of um a lot of what um oh gosh that lovely girl before the artist and I've forgotten her name that's terrible before um, the artist uh, uh, the girl Nikki, Nikki yeah Nikki. sorry it's that um the nervousness isn't it of of because I, I my company is product based I've bought in a product but I'm actually I'm now going to be training as well to coincide with my product to do facial yoga and gua sha so it's, I'm going to have to um, put on my big girl pants, I suppose, and just kind of step forward and be more um, public. But it's, it's, yeah, you look at, you do look at other camps and go, oh my gosh, they're incredibly successful and they're just so confident. And you just kind of go, <gasps> and you yeah. go into a free fall of spiraling silliness in your head going, I can't possibly talk like that. And, and I don't know. I, I, <laughs> but a comparison is so interesting because it, it assumes a number of things. One, that whoever it is that we're comparing to has always been like that. Yeah. So there is this, particularly when we're beginning, this um, tendency to compare. I, I was a, an architectural interior designer, so I like these types of comparisons to compare your building site to somebody else's finished house. Uh, okay. So there is that type of thing, but it's also kind of, it's built on foundations, if you like, of competition if there were no competition then what you 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 are you you just yeah then what for you if there was no competition um well i i 
what would I do? Anything. Yeah. Just, yeah, I could speak. Tell me. Tell me. There's no competition. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no competition at all. Um, uh, um, would I have the confidence to step forward? That's the thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, I was, yeah. You, you would just talk. Um, but is that, is that self-doubt though, isn't it? You just kind of, do people want to hear my voice? And I, I mean, I know I can, I hear my voice within myself and go, oh God, I have such an, I don't know. Will they understand me, my accent and things like that? And Sorry, what was that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're cheeky. We do. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we do. Yeah. We do self-doubt. What, what if self-doubt is just part of the package? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose the thing is, actually, do you know, we're here for in relation. Oh, I don't know. You just you said something a second ago about time. And, and I just thought, actually, do you know, our time here is so tiny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking at it thinking, oh, everybody else will just move on and shift and you can. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. What if there's no competition at all? Yes, I would, I would just talk and just talk and have fun. Um, but it's. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I know. I know, but your brain is going. But there is competition. There is, yeah. So I can kind of hear that. Which, yeah. when you have a product, yeah, you can find a lot of evidence. Other people have that product. Yeah. So, in a way, the things that face an artist are different from the things that face a product-based business because nobody else can create that art. Now that comes with its own set of cultural baggage. Yeah. Yours at the minute, let's, what is it that you sell? So um, it's an organic um, skincare products. And I've also collaborated with a girl who makes lovely um, organic material-based um, hand-dyed sleep pillows as well. But um, the gua sha ties in with, and the face yoga ties in with, the organic skincare product that I, I've bought. So is somebody else selling these? Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of them. The same, exactly the same one? Yeah, yeah. But um, okay. it's, I've, my note taking from it, my background is a theatre and anaesthetic nurse in which I was a theatre sister in maxillofacial surgery. So a lot okay. of our... Um, post-surgery clinics were meeting these patients after horrendous surgeries and you would see all this you know they had complete facial reconstruction to remove this horrendous tumor and then you would meet them in the clinics and they're going through the whole facial exercise and stuff and I'm taking what I experienced in the past to now because I've got children and I wanted something more flexible and oh, I'm I'm at that age I kind of like I, I just want to reshake things up so that I'm well, actually, I stepped away from full-time job because I got bullied and I rather than take somebody to court for constructive dismissal within the NHS and give myself three years of anxiety and stress, I made I just walked away and just said, I've had enough of this. Um, and, How do you feel um, about that now? Um, I got a bit of I got a bit of coaching from a, a lovely coach based in Northern Ireland, and he really he made me kind of see it in a different light. How did I, you know, he made me visualize the whole process and just move it away, and 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 I actually I do feel stepped away from. But you do kind of 
oh, how do I take my first step now? It's like, if I go onto that first step, will it shake underneath me? And um, you, you kind of, um, I, I, I know I shouldn't even think this, but I kind of think, oh gosh, is she watching me in the sideline? Is, does she, has she, is she on Instagram? And will she just, you know, haunt me? And then I kind of have to write things out, go, why would she do that? You know, she would be psychopathic and it would put her in a bad light if she started to, you know, it's not me. And, but you still kind of question yourself. You're sorry. I'm just uh-huh. suddenly become very hot. And you just, right. apparently I have this impact on people, sweating and hot, <laughs> dry mouth. <laughs> I mean, I feel, yeah, I don't know <laughs> you just, um, uh, gosh I I feel like I am six and I'm being told off for taking oh my the, goodness you, you know you, you the way you go oh gosh yeah. you know you kind of like oh my god well you made a big step yeah I know you made a decision mm-hmm. and you backed yourself yeah and you made a step yeah. from your previous job where you left a super unpleasant situation you knew what your options were you made a decision yeah and it sounds like you liked your decision you liked the reasons behind it uh, yes uh, I yes I mean for my for my mental health I mean there was days at work I was in the locker room crying bawling my eyes out just going I I don't know if I could step out in the corridor and do this I mean yeah. and then yeah I just there was a day and it all just coincided together. I was getting my foot surgery and the, the whole annual leave, everything all accumulated in one. And, you know, I just thought this is a window to walk away and just leave it. And it was just one day and I can't describe everything that went on in me. And I just went, that's it. Right. This is the opportunity to walk away. I'll be recovering from surgery yeah. and I'm just going to do what I want to do what and it was incredibly difficult and the day I wrote that letter and just handed it in I I posted I didn't have to face her I didn't want to face her I just thought no I'm 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 not going to look at you because you're not worthy of that last moment to take that from me you know because I knew she would just you know I mean I was there was an it everything that went on it was just awful she she knew my mom was really unwell and was in ITU and I was traveling back and forth and she knew my father was really unwell and we've lost him to dementia and he's now in hospice. So it's, she knew all this and she, she would always start with a meeting going, Oh, how is your, how is your mom and dad? You know, and I'll go, Oh, it's fine. And then she would launch an attack on me, you know, kind of right. We, we need to sort this out. And she would get really aggressive, you know, just with, the way she forced herself across always with the desk you know between us and um but um yeah with the coaching I I was able to actually just push her out of sight and it was great to have that but yes you do silly things and think oh god what am I doing but actually your um, brain has had a big shock oh yeah yeah a big shock Mm -hmm. it's perfectly natural moving into a new space yeah that it's going to be revisiting some of that shock. And it happens to be calling it comparison. Yeah. But it could be something else. It could be fear. It could be 
another um, thing that shows up in comparison is I'm not, I'm behind. I'm not as far ahead as I should be. Other people are doing it better. Um, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. A lot of my clients come from law or the medical environment. And there is such cerebral primacy that a little bit like we were talking before, sometimes it just cuts off the feelings. The feelings are an irritation. They're annoyance, they get in the way of procedure. Let's just squash them down, push them away. And you reached a point in your previous job where they revolted. They're like, no, you're gonna feel this, you're gonna feel all of it, and you're gonna make a decision to move away from this yeah. dangerous situation. And you're now in a spot where you are changing something perfectly natural that all of that would come back my question is what are you making it mean about you that you're having self-doubt that you don't necessarily know whether you want to be the physical face that you're not sure if she's going to find you well I think I know I'm focusing on it too much aren't I and just but hear the judgment when you say like I know I shouldn't be thinking like this I know I'm focusing on it too much. Why not? I think I think I probably would. Yeah. You are stepping into visibility. So your brain is, we spoke about this before, brain is on high alert when we're in visibility. Yeah. And we've had an experience with somebody that we don't want to find us. And if we do our job really well, we're going to be really visible. She's definitely going to find us. <laughs> Will I just rub it in her face and just look <laughs> really yeah revenge absolutely <laughs> yes oh gosh but you can it's best give your brain yeah. some compassion okay it's had a really tricky time it's mm. had a really tricky time yeah and you're moving into a space which is re-triggering a trauma mm. yeah and when we do that, and which is which is normal, we are designed to be triggered. Can be irritating, can be inconvenient, but it is a it's a requirement of an animal. You know, if there was a, a I don't know a lion out there that didn't recognise when the hackles on the back of its neck went up, it's not going to survive for long. It is a requirement. This is what authenticity means. It's like your brain knowing what's happening in your body. Okay. Not so that it can overrule it, so that it can take the information that's relevant. Okay, we're moving into a new space. It's big, it's open, I'm scared. And we can offer it some compassion. It's okay. I am scared, but I also know I can do hard things. And I'm gonna take it one step at a time. And it's not uneven ground. I'm not jumping off a cliff. It's just a step. One step forward, one step forward. And just give yourself safety to know that you can always change your mind as well. It's your business. You get to do it exactly how you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? No, just yeah. Um, 
no you're absolutely right I it's an experience and it does it does teach you a lot of things and it's just learning to yeah step forward one step at a time isn't it and just give myself a bit of love and just what we don't want to do Mm -hmm. is internalize that bully and bully yourself into doing something yes absolutely oh gosh yeah I mean it's possible and it Mm -hmm. can work feels like ass I'm not sure why anybody would do it yeah you get to choose if it's difficult for you to choose you can have help with that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also there is never any competition ever okay yeah that couldn't possibly be (laughs) yeah for that for that little bit of skincare Mm -hmm. other people may sell that but how often do you go to a shop to buy a product that is available elsewhere because you love that shop yeah. or you love that stuff? It's never about the product. Yep, that's not. That's not true. Yes. It's a bit about the product, but yeah, <laughs> it's getting the message right, isn't it? That people will link with you, isn't it? And that is that authenticity and yeah, I know. I, I you've got that, that in spades already. Yes, I love faces. So <laughs> I love people. I love smiles. And that was the thing about my job when I was because I would meet, I would assess people for anesthetics and I absolutely adored getting the stories from them. And they would come out with all these amazing stories. And you can meet them from age 99 all the way down to um young, you know, twenties, teens, and you're just like wow you just how, and how how did you do that I'm curious how did you get the you say oh it's amazing having these stories come out of them how did you do that how did you get them to relax oh um I would it was, it was always touch um I would just hold someone's hand I remember meeting a gentleman and he was unfortunately given the diagnosis he had lung cancer and he lost his wife a year before and he was sitting there and he was quite stern and everything and he was a big man and um I always remember walking in and go hi I'm I'm Sarah and I I've come to assess you for your anesthetic and I just want to reassure you that I'm I'm there for you and and I just held his hand for a moment I said look you know just I'll put this curtain around and he just burst into tears and he just started crying going and he just this huge outpouring and of course the thing is I started to cry with him and we were holding each other just because he was telling me about his wife and I just thought oh my gosh my heart is bleeding for you um but um yeah just um I don't know I just um did it stop you being able to do your job when you were no oh gosh no. to that level how come no I don't know I I I don't I don't know I think it's it's a very it's a deep privilege um I've always looked at it as a privilege my great aunt was a nurse a community nurse and she worked in the times when before we had immunization and she would talk about kind of like the loss of a child due to measles, you know just childhood diseases that we now have this immunity and she just had this huge level of understanding but she would be able to console somebody and have be able to link with them but able to step away from it and process it and go it was a moment and you had that privilege to be part of that whether it was in grief or death or life you just you take something from it in your own and bring it into your life but it was always she was very good and I think I gathered that from her not to be able to take too much from it just there was a learning 
you know, like, I mean, I've seen, I've held people who've, who've died in my arms. I've, um, from, you know, two weeks of age to, you know, 90. And you just think it's, it's, it's a privilege to be, to to either see them in or see them out. Um, Everything. Oh, absolutely. Everything, this whole spectrum of life. Yeah. The, and the stiffness to the tears, the rigidity yeah. to the softness, the compassion, the hand-holding. Yeah. All of this, this connection that you have to your patients, still yeah. now in relationship, that you had then. Yeah. All of this is your message. Oh, yeah. All of this compassion that you could show your patients, you are capable of showing yourself. You are capable of making these connections with people. It's a beautiful skill. It still puzzles me why people just, um, you know, would people are great at making assumptions, though, of other people, aren't they? And you just, uh, yeah. Did you want them to connect with you? Do I want people to connect with me? Oh, I, I, yeah, I just, I'm, but I'm, that's I, all you I'm need a bit shy do. sometimes. I just like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just that want, that will, the energy that you show up with provides safety and space for other people. Yeah. Yeah. This is all in you. There is no competition. Nobody else has your life your lived experience oh, oh god i really hope if they went around with this event and though i don't know what people would do yeah yeah no judgment it's no a judgment. beautiful thing this yeah. is a beautiful thing you are dealing in a product and a service that immediately feeds back to a period of your life that nobody else will have had even if somebody else did have that probably wouldn't have taken the path that you took mm-hmm yeah or they may not have chosen the products that you would choose or they would not have chosen face yoga Mm -hmm. this is you i know we're all unique packages aren't we we're just there is no competition there's no competition yeah okay (laughs) thank you so much that was (laughs) incredible and i'm i'm crying as well (laughs) So sweating and crying. <laughs> sweating, crying, snotty, like, like right. let's bring it all. Yeah, yeah. I decided to go out gardening this morning. Yes, that was just uh, <sighs> red hair, freckles and hay fever again. Thank, thank you so much. You're just lovely. You are so welcome. Thank you for your vulnerability. Again, I'm sure that that is going to resonate with an awful lot of people. For everybody who's been on today, if you haven't already had the opportunity Sarah always says, make sure you look in the chat. I haven't been able to look through it, but I know your community well enough to know that there is going to be bucket loads of support and love and compassion and safety provided for the wholeness that is you. My gorgeous friends, it has been an absolute privilege to be with you today. Thank you so much for being kind with me and turning up as your beautiful, raw, sweaty, snotty, hot, sneezy selves. I love you. I think you are fabulous. And I'll see you soon. Big love, peeps.